welcome to another episode of Chilandrinas Mas Venus with your girl Nicole Patrice. I'm here today with an illustrious guest, Miss Frankie Parker. I'm so excited if you can't tell. Hello, oh. oh. sister. Yes. <laughs> um, so Miss Frankie, if you don't already know, you should know, is a singer, great performer, songwriter too, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. You got a project coming out? Yep. When? Hopefully second quarter of 2023. Yeah. I pushed it back from the first quarter to the second quarter, but I'm praying to the dear baby Jesus that it comes out in the second quarter. It will. It oh, will. It, it, ha it be delays. It's, I hate this part. <laughs> Cause I feel like I'm surrounded by assholes and nobody cares. <laughs> I really do. Like it's, it is not just that. It's the fact that I'm ready to get it done and over with. Right. So it's like everything they do is like, when I told you, <laughs> I said to finish this in a week. Why isn't this done in a week? So what you have kids, a wife, and actual responsibilities. So now you the asshole. Yes. All day long. I know that's right. <laughs> so we're in that phase now, you know. It's like it's like a wedding. You know how women plan weddings, exactly. And they start out all jovial and, and celebratory, and they turn into Bridezilla, and then they're just like super bitch. You know what I mean? Right. So, oh my god! So it's kind of this. It's that fa like the closer you get to it, the worse. The worst of feeling is the pressure, the pressure, the tension. Yeah, everything's a decision. Everything's a question. You still don't know where you're going. Right, where you're coming like. Are we gonna have it here or there? Are we gonna have people there? Right. Will we have an album? Right. Like <laughs> right, right, right. It's 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 really stressful. So. And it seems like nobody else is as stressed as you are, and that be adding to the stress. Like exactly. I don't feel like you care right now. <laughs> and then I start throwing and swinging, and then everybody's wondering why. <laughs> I happen to be working with a guy named Vinny Ruff, who's a guitarist in Chicago, um, that he plays with everybody. Nice. And I have officially called him my ex husband. We literally <laughs> fight like I've never been married to him, but this is like this is our baby. Right. And you know, a couple of songs on there are our babies. You know what I mean? And yeah. So he's turned into the ex-husband. So every time I see him on, you know, on the scene, I'm like, what's up, ex-husband? <laughs> yeah, we still together. We're still married. No, we're not. And I want half of it. I just want you to finish your job. I know that's so, right. It's just one of those things. And I, shout out to him. I don't, you know, he know how I feel. But I'm just excited. I'm anticipating it. I'm ready for it to happen. <sighs> Yeah, I'll, definitely when I was trying to do my project, I, I went through all of the mm. emotions. It's like, do y'all hate me? Like, is it sabotage? Like, <laughs> right. if I kill you right now, do I have an actual legit motive? Like, can I please this sabotage? First, find out where everything is. Then kill right, them. right. Because it kind of defeats the purpose right, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> Going to the studio, you're like, what's the code? But they're dead. Like, right. <laughs> so, I get it. Totally. And it's crazy because, like, so many women in the industry like have had similar issues with like you know what i'm saying well like where it gets it could go too far too like you know what i mean like have you heard uh saw like i was watching i think it was like lotto a little clip of her like on the breakfast club mm -hmm. talking about how <laughs> i guess it was kodak black she ain't named who it was of course she didn't but she was like somebody was withholding a feature because i didn't sleep with them and then people was pulling up receipts of like him saying something like exactly. oh yeah the girl if the artist ain't trying to sleep with me da 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 I believe all of that. I believe that they build all of their their intentions on premises that make no sense and that are, you know, somehow uh, in conjunction with their appendages. I do. I think that, I mean, but I see that 
on the, you know, not just in the studio. I don't have that problem so much in the studio because I work with older guys. They're more grounded. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And they know they only going to get you in their dreams. So they just keep all of that in that, They might think it's gross. You know what I mean? Because now we're, because I kind of instantly develop like this brother or sister relationship with them instantly. You know, sometimes you got to like just cut to the chase and be like, hey, bro. Right, right. And shut everything down, right? Child. So you do that and then you're good. Right. But like the, the promoters, the people that are like temporarily in your space, yeah the promoters the managers the venue owners because they don't know you and they feel like oh well this gonna be my one shot i'm gonna shoot this shot exactly one and done yeah and he'd be like bro like please it's over child you're not paying me enough so you don't even (laughs) you don't even need the pay scale you know what i'm saying it's and i'm and i'm really like it kills me because i'm like they really try to give us the reputation for like being emotional and not being able to separate business from pleasure and you know be no nonsense but i've i've found more men unable to stick to the script then I feel like women. Well, and then I think too they they set this connotation up what I call the bitch status, like where if you if you're strong and you're and you're consistent and persistent about the things that you're doing within your career, they just naturally assume that you're just this evil person. I mean, right. It's it's venues that I turn down because I don't feel that they're fair to you know the artists. You know right. What I mean? Right. That doesn't make me a bitch for knowing that right. I have more valuable work, but that's naturally what I'm assumed as. Whether they call it to my face or not, oh, yeah. I know what you think of me. The vibes you know I mean? are the there. vibes are totally there. So that's 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 a problem. Then also working with men and making them, you know, respect your authority. Mm-hmm. In my case with the gentleman, they treat me like a little sister. So it's like this, like they know I'm the boss, but I'm always gonna be like, Oh, you know, yeah, rub yeah, the yeah. head, you know. <laughs> But but even still, they still have a level of respect for me. But mm-hmm. it's, it's you know, it's I've encountered you know musicians in the area that just look at you as a woman, and they see nothing but the physical, right. and they not they're not attentive. They lack discipline and all these other things. So I just try to just stay away from. It. I just try to like curb it. You know what right, I'm saying? Like, right. You know. So so let's start. Go back a little bit. Okay, let's go. So how did you start? In the industry. How did I start in the industry? Oh my God. This is dating me. I don't know if I want to talk about this. <laughs> but no. Okay. So I went to Columbia. I graduated from high school in 01. So I started my first shoot. September 11th. It was oh, my wow. first day of school. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. We were going downtown on our way downtown. And that was my first day of school. And... The, the buildings I remember vividly like the buildings coming down on TV and I didn't believe that it was really happening oh, yeah. like yeah it was like crazy. what TV show was this right. like what movie is this you know what I mean right. and then to see it and I'm, that's CGI getting good right. <laughs> <laughs> right they fly with it like what right. <laughs> appetites like you know right. <laughs> but so that was so I started school as a graphic arts major um, but I've always had like inside of me like something about music that I just wanted to do, but I just didn't have the courage to do it. Okay. And so once I realized I needed to really be able to draw as a graphic artist, like that was stupid. Like I might as well go to school at Columbia and <laughs> study vocal performance. Okay. Like in essence, when I think about it, it was really just that simple. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, it wasn't like I had a dream and like the angels spoke to me and said. So you never, so, okay, so you went to Columbia strictly doing, to do graphic design. Graphic design. And so you never had, like, any thought, like, I would want to perform or be. I, you know, like, I was, I sang in church and I had done a lot of, like, 
things, you know, on a background scene and a uh-huh. scene. And, um, you know, I've, I had some experience with music. Uh-huh. I didn't have any experience in school for music. Though. Okay. It was all like church and then them picking me up and like moving me into different spaces. Yeah. But I just never, I guess in my mind at that point, I never thought that it was something attainable. Like, okay. Like, I didn't feel like, like, oh, well, I just sing at church or I just sing when they ask me to. Right. So, is this real? Right. Then, so then, you know, you're hanging out in Columbia and you think if anybody has been to Columbia, you know, like you're like, you're in a space where you're always around creatives and you're always around somebody creating like this new thing, like uh-huh. innovating, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, let's go out and have a cypher, you know, like, yeah. let's go, you know yeah. what I mean? Real basic. But you, you see all these other people and they're having these same goals and objectives. And uh-huh. I'm like, yo, so all of y'all feel the way I do? Right. I didn't know I could do this. Like finding your real tribe and being inspired by Exactly. Yeah. That is very well put. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of finding that like mind, that group, that culture, that, that community. And it's still like that now. That yeah. There is a lot of community on the scene that is very... You know, uh, influential. You just got to big for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know. So, but yeah. Then I got to Columbia, and I was I, I started there as the graphics arts major, and I immediately switched. And I was only there like a year and a half or two years before I dropped out. Okay. But most Columbia students dropped out. <laughs> and so after Columbia, <laughs> what was like the next step? The next step was just working corporate, and then I um I started working corporately, and then I picked up with this um label. Um, Gothic Soul Entertainment. They're mm-hmm. from the south side of Chicago. Okay. Shout out to Seven Lee. He was one of the first people to give me a shot. And I signed with them like this, like ringy dink, like label, like, you don't need a lawyer. You can just read this contract. It's like, right. it's like a page. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I know things are different for him now. When we were all getting started, just didn't know what to do. You right, know what right. I mean? So um, they took me under their wings. And I started like sneaking into the clubs and performing because I was still underage. I was still like 19. Mm-hmm. Mama was letting me go to sing karaoke at 16. I'd be sneaking in the club. See? Then, you know, she would let me go with like certain people I grew up in church with. Right, right. Because she knew all I wanted to do was sing. It wasn't like right. I was going to hole, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, right. Like, so um, then we got to, when we got to Gothic, so I signed with them for a while. And then, you know, you start to learn things and you want to take a different route. So things kind of shifted with that. And then I picked, I got picked up by, um, by uh, Hakima Jihad in, um, in Lou, and they were in Blazing Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And that they were the people that were responsible for helping me to finish my, uh, my album, I skipped them. Full Fight Entertainment. I actually started a label with some people. Okay, hey, you I got some experience. Yeah, that was interesting. But um, <laughs> one of the singles that was um, off the project, it was Hot Pot of Grits, and I actually recorded that with them. Nice. Then I went to Emblazing, and Emblazing helped me to finish my project. So nice. They, I'm, I don't have a contract with them anymore, so this time it's all me. It's okay. All the funding, all the marketing, all the all models, all the pig feet, it's on me. Right. Yeah. Right. That's mm-hmm. kind of like uh, how Money Long is, had to flip it. You know, Money Long, right? Mm-hmm. It used to be Priscilla Renee. Yep. And so she was writing for a lot of people, pop songs in the industry, had been in the game for a whole minute, like mm-hmm. for real. And the aunt was like, let me just put all of this into myself because, you know, a lot of these companies, if you don't fit whatever 
mo- yep. model that they think they're looking for. Or if trending. you got a model, they already have a model, and you're just an extra. Uh, like a moving part. Yeah. As far yeah, they're not really concerned with your development and mm-hmm. investing in you as a person. So. And they might shelve you just to make sure that that person that you're very similar to gets off the mark first. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but girl, you too smart for that. I know that's right. She said, "Look, you ain't gonna play with me." I ain't about to do no labels. I don't want to kill nobody, and I feel like I'd be <laughs> the shot up everybody in the office, just walking through the office, clack 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 clack, because you know it, you they don't care. Yeah, you know you and you hear the stories all the time. Yeah, from from Yeezy to you know to true Whitney Houston, you hear all these stories about yeah. like it's a it's a system. It is. And they don't care. They will run you through the ringer. I think the point is like to run you through the ringer. Absolutely. Please, everything we can out of this this person. And like the we don't even use them as a person. Yeah. 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 It's really scary. It's a product. In a way, I've always like, I used to be, at one point I used to be like, man, I just wish that I had a way where I can get a manager and somebody would pick me up. But I almost feel like that was like the miracle and blessing out of it that I never got picked up to that magnitude because I think it. It's just a mind-altering thing. Yeah. Nobody ever comes out normal. I don't care who they are. Right. Please show me one. Right. No, absolutely. I've been I've been seeing this just over and over, and it's getting more and more prevalent now with you know Kanye and then just so many artists having platforms. I think too, like podcasting has helped a lot to mm-hmm. have these people have a voice outside of you know mainstream media to be able to really express you know what they feel and what they've been going through. I agree. Yeah. Independent music, but the whole space of that now is so different now that also gives them kind of a little light too because they like in worst case scenario if i got this this amount of power on these dsps if i have this big of a large uh, of a data a data a following because now everything's data now mm-hmm. right if i got the right tiktok song and they decide to play games with me i can get in the finger and move on and start my own thing mm-hmm. it ain't like they got to start from ground from right. scratch you know what i mean right. it's still so many ways to get your music out we don't need the record label. And that's why it's so frustrating because it's like, it's so apparent, but it's like, why are people still putting, volunteering themselves to this process? Especially when you're looking at like hip hop and like how the culture, like you, did you see that interview uh, that was released with Crazy Bone talking no. about, so if you Google like Crazy Bone music industry, mm-hmm. he basically talks about, and I talked about this on one of my episodes, like two episodes ago, where he says like they were told, they were driven out to like this hot, you know, secret location. It's a bunch of different artists. He didn't name them because they were supposed to sign an NDA and mm-hmm. they weren't supposed to, but they all got out there and they were like, hey, we are, you know, we have for-profit prisons and we need we know that hip hop is on the ascent and this is the best way for us to help keep filling the prisons up. So we need y'all to just strictly pump talk this about type of music out. Crime. Yeah. And, yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah. I've heard that before. And and there's some artists that are now like pushing against the envelope with mm-hmm. that where they're actually saying, you know what, I'm not doing that kind of music right. anymore. You know, or I'm changing the subject matter where I might talk about it, but then I'm going to talk about the real outcome of this and why you should and should not do it. Right. You know. Because I feel like uh, Kendrick really has that balance really Absolutely. Well. Yeah. And then you got your, you know, the vets like the Nazis of the world. Mm-hmm. Like, I love King's Disease 3. Oh, my God. I saw you. I saw you post about that. I was like uh, creeping your page trying oh to see what you was God. on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I listen to it almost every day. That's just one of my favorite projects right now. But anyway, um... 
yeah, that's going to change. And I just had a discussion with, with some of my friends and some of my family about this with that new that issue with the RICO law. That's the, with, um, Where they're trying to submit lyrics yeah, for... with Gunna, right? It's mm-hmm. Gunna. It's a Gunna. Gunna. Yep. Yeah. And he just, he just pled guilty to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all that's going to shift how they look at that because mm-hmm. eventually they're going to have to... They're going to be held accountable for that in one way or another. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So... They got to look at how they're bringing these artists up. And, they, and you know, you have your, like you said, your Kendricks. But then it goes from, like, Kendricks to, like, Flow Rider. And you're like, bro, like. <laughs> Don't do Flow Rider. Uh-huh. Apple bottle jeans. That's what I mean. Does it? It do. The white girl. The white girl. The white girl. The white girl, I don't never like that song. I just Wait, what was, was he? Did he also do that low? Because that's a different song, right? They hit the flow. Yeah, that's that's him too. Low, with low. That's, with the the that's the same song. That's the same song. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was so like, it's two different songs. That's the same. It's the same song. <laughs> it's like classical music. It got a, a part one right. and part two. Right. <laughs> Different segments. Oh my god! I was just about to ask you, like, wait, is it the same? It show is. But <laughs> it, out, and out. it's okay. <laughs> You just know we're gonna say you just tried to give Flo Rida a little more love. And <laughs> spread it out. Just spread the love a little bit. Like right? mayo. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mayo, not salad dressing. <laughs> not miracle whip. You picked the right one. Yeah. Flo Rida is mayo. <laughs> no flavor. Oh my god. So um so okay, so between the label and like okay so as people may or may not know you i've gone to see you live and you're fucking amazing thank you like you are so fucking amazing bro <laughs> like really <laughs> like every time i'll be in awe oh that's so cool no now you got me like in fetal position oh like, no oh. like for real <laughs> stick your chest out on that shit like i'd be like when i see you talking your shit and popping your shit on facebook and shit like no she get to pop her shit <laughs> like if anybody thought she wasn't supposed to be popping her shit she's supposed to be Bro. popping her shit in certain environments, I pop it more because yeah. they need to know what's up. You feel me? I understand. Yeah, I understand. So, like, how did you? How did you? Because you manage yourself, mm-hmm. and like, you go and you do the business side of it mm-hmm. and the artistic side. Which, if you don't fucking know, like that shit ain't it's, nothing it's for the birds, easy, like, right? Bury me. <laughs> Yeah. As, and then as a black woman in these spaces, because you do predominantly some predominantly white gigs yeah. as well. That's interesting. Yes. Can you just like kind of lay out like <laughs> what what gave you <laughs> what gave you the notion to even go for that? Because I know it's so many artists that don't even want to manage themselves or, or don't even think to manage themselves. So what gave you the, the 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 balls to even do that? Honestly, codependency and control issues. <laughs> Go to a therapist. <laughs> I was reading a book. I, I can't remember codependency no more. I think in the book it says most codependents are highly successful in business because we turn into control freaks. Okay. I and I was that. like, see? <laughs> Validation. Let me stay in this codependent space. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Oh, but my God. No, really. It was the fact that I just didn't trust anybody else to do it. I, I, I understand. Um. It, Okay, so in my mind, like, um, 
when I think about the level of talent that I feel that I have, mm-hmm. and and I know people are like, oh, you're just so down on yourself. I feel like I'm more performing than I am a vocalist. And some people that can just stand flat footed and just mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. sing the, the walls down. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I have a lot of friends that do that. I hate you guys. Oh, but, but everybody got you. their thing. I'm joking. Right. <laughs> but uh, like, I think I had to do. I had to. I had to find a certain trust in myself mm-hmm. and I just never gave that trust up because I felt like nobody's going to work as hard as you as me for yeah. me so you had to have some right yeah baby it's working <laughs> it is working I appreciate that yeah. I do I do girl bye but yeah, I enjoy it I enjoy um being able to play the different crowds I like the mm-hmm. fact that I have a diversity when it comes to my audience there's mm-hmm. people over here that like to hear me sing the gritty old school soul, and then there's the people that like to see me jumping all across the, the stage, singing From the windows, <laughs> oh, you know like, I love that where you do the mashups. Like yeah. that's one of my favorite. <laughs> and I think I saw somebody try to snatch your little mashup up, and I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Frankie did it first, and Frankie did it better. Well, nice I actually try. witnessed that on stage. Like I did one, and they came right behind me, and I was like, "Watch, they're gonna do this, and then they're gonna do this." And then <laughs> and the person I was talking to was like, "Shit!" Oh, like, how do you know that that's what they're gonna do? Because it's it's nothing like to me. Flattery is not. A, I mean, I'm not flattered by you imitating me. <laughs> like, bro. Like, I really like. I'm a person like original thought is important. To yeah, me. Like, yeah. Nigga, don't don't flatter me by trying to beat me. Show right. me that you can be yourself. Right. In front of me. Right. Figure out your own mashup, bro. Right. Like, you know. Right. Right. If I'm there, or just add some to it or make it. That's and, and I've done that. Yeah, like yeah. I've seen somebody do something. I'm like, oh, or some one of the artists that'll play with us. Be like, I heard it this way, so we should do it this way. Yeah. And then we're like, okay, we're gonna do that. We're gonna put. We're gonna put icing on the cake, but then we're gonna put cherry on it. Yeah, you know, yeah. to make it ours. You right. know what I'm saying? But that happens a lot. So I'd be kinda like I sometimes I get irritated by it, like, you know, like yeah. the, like the little Richard story when they when he was singing to the fruit to the fruit. Uh-huh. Oh, and he get fat to the fruit. Uh-huh. Oh, because he's like, these white boys can't do it like this. Right, 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 <laughs> like, right. Like, let, let me mess them up real Let quick. me just let me go on and twist this verse down right, right quick, you know. And oh they God. ain't gonna be able to do that. Right. right. So but yeah, it's it's interesting um, to to work for myself. A lot of people say that I should relinquish some of the duties, and I will when the time comes. But mm. at this point, it, we're still, in my eyes, we're still kind of on a small scale where I should be able to handle it. Yeah, and I'm not the only one. Yeah, it's a lot of us, especially the female band leaders. Yeah, it's something about our order of uh-huh. things. Like women, women tend to be able to multitask a little more than the fellas. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you know, I see it often. I just get pointers and just. Establish relationships where it's not so hard. Once I get you in, I reel you in. Right. We keep that same vibe. It's right. not that hard because you know what you're dealing with. And right. And you know what what your parameters are and what your expectations are. They're already present. So, you know, I just control it to the best of my ability and my codependent way. You so silly. <laughs> but see, like, I know band leaders, I ain't going to say no names. Yeah. But no they are very controlling mm-hmm. and they do have that kind of like, you know, codependency or whatever but then it's like it comes off where they don't have this appreciation for the people around them right. i think it's where the problem comes in right because they feel like well i you know you'd be nothing without me mm-hmm. booking the gigs or me you know what i'm saying telling you what to do but then it's like but you can't do what they're doing so you should probably like at least give them the respect right so that y'all can have that symbiotic you know symbiotic relationship right. um 
but like i feel like definitely i see like i see you kind of do a little bit of a negotiation like i remember one time I was with you 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 came and you was like oh and he thought he was gonna get me to do this on this day for this buddy and he was like and i had to tell him da, 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 da. <laughs> i was like girl sis ain't playing with no, nobody no do you feel like though like um more women that, that maybe women are afraid of taking on them roles like we oh, could yeah. but we just are just afraid of what we're up against absolutely how do how you feel like you because I'm, I'm sure sometimes you probably battle with some of that in your mind like okay am i being too this or are they looking at that me like femininity that? versus masculinity right. energy yeah how do you how do you think you balance that or what's the thing that makes you get over it well <laughs> how do i balance it i think um i think that <laughs> Honestly, the, the performance end of it is the, the most, the more of the femininity match for me. Okay. For me, like, I am a woman and I'm, I'm a tough woman, but I'm a woman, yeah. right? So that's where I get to present that. But the guys know I say this all the time. Like, I got balls too. Like, mm -hmm. if I need to, you know, whip them out on you to get you to get what needs to be done, mm -hmm. I would do that. I think too, there's a, um, a strength in having, and I'm not saying this because he's behind this wall, but I think it's a strength <laughs> in having a father that's put into their, her, his daughters that they are just as powerful as a man. Yes. And having that reinforcement, you know, that, hey, look, you know, he says it all the time, like, I ain't got to worry about my daughters. Like, I yeah. know they're going to do A, B, and C. They check in, they, they yeah. correct in, like, they're going to do what they got to do. And I think um, having that always in my head and being taught that over time, like, that empowerment just automatically kicks out. Right. And sometimes it has to be in a masculine way because they need to see that I'm just as ferocious, especially when it comes to my baby. What baby, what mother, great mother do you not know that is not overly protective of their, yes. of their babies, of, yes. their, of their children, of their cubs? Right, you right. Know? Mama bear gone. Right. It's on and popping. Cause daddy could move out the way like she she right. got this. Y'all the F up. Right. <laughs> I know where this is going. I don't want no parts of it. Right. right. You know what I mean? I think that's naturally in us anyway. Right. To kind of just be that that's especially a black woman. And yeah. So I pull back when I have to. You know, I do little things to express my femininity, like little petty stuff like can't put my stand up. Can you guys put my music stand up? <laughs> you know. You're telling them the secrets. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I'm using that to be petty, but it's true. Like, right. you know, I, I do allow the guys to be the guys and to be the gentlemen and the protectors. And they the gentlemen. Yeah, and they take care of yeah. me. Yeah. I don't have that problem. How'd you come up with the name Frankie and the Gentleman? Well, Frankie is my middle name. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. My um my maternal grandmother, my mother's mother, her uh, name is Frankie. Her okay. name is Frankie. So my middle name is Tamika Frankie. Tamika Frankie Kyle Parker. Okay. And um as a kid I hated my name. Oh. I did. I wanted to be Claire. Like Huxable? Yes. <laughs> I can, I, mad at that. I can remember saying that, like, my name should be Claire. Why is it Tamika? Tamika Frankie, yeah. <laughs> Claire Parker would have would have had not the same. Claire Powell. Too. Okay. You know, they had the Colin Powell vibe. Okay, like, okay. I understood all that. Like, <laughs> I was already there with the words. Right, right. But anyway, um, so I started out just as Parker. Okay. And I was like, eh. You know, and then I remember somebody saying, well, why don't you use, like, a masculine name? Like a, like a, um, 
uh, I'm trying to think of the term. I can't think of it. But gender neutral. I, I'm with you. Like, uh, yeah, I'm, we're here, you know. Like Prince. Yeah. Androgynous. And yeah, you yeah. know, something that's a little, you know, where you can't really tell. Right. And um, somebody had suggested John, and I was like, duh. Like, <laughs> and then I look like him. Duh. That's weird. Like, I don't want to get my father's day. You yeah. Know? So, and I was like, well, Frankie, Frankie Parker. Nice. And then the gentleman came about because I would say, Give it up for my boys. And they would be like, we boys, but we grown ass men. <laughs> I know, that's right. Stand up for yourself. And I was like, I didn't mean it like that, but okay. Don't be hurt, they proud. Give it up for my men. And then it was like, give it up for the gentlemen. And it literally came out that way. Wow. So, And I like that name because it's interchangeable in that it's not like, because, um, you know, on the music scene, you have to sub out a lot. So yeah. I've built like this group of gentlemen. Right. You know, outside of the original guys who were, um, it would be originally Dave Felton, Morris, Human, Kevin Smith. Now Dave has been replaced with Evelle. Okay. And, and then we added Cullen along the way, Cullen Bogan. Mm-hmm. But outside of them, it's other guys that have to sub for them sometimes. Right, right. And so they become gentlemen too. Like right. We have honorary gentlemen. Right, you know right, I mean? right. And I have teeth. I love when they had their teeth on. Everybody wants to, to be a gentleman. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, uh, it, they're, they're amazing. We've probably been together. My son is 13, so we've been together about 11 years. Nice. Years. That's family. Yes, family. For real. We watch each other's kids grow up. You know, yeah. get the act of food. We calling each other, like, I don't want to kill them. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. It's it's real. They call and just check on me. Yeah, Even right. if they're not working with me, they're like, okay, I couldn't see you last month, but I'm just calling to see how you're doing, how nice. things going. You know, all of them got a little hustle to them. So, they, yeah, I can, like, I can see, like, y'all have a chemistry, like, and like you said, even when you sub out, like, it's not, like, nothing's missed. Right. Like, it's everybody right on track, know exactly what they're supposed to be doing. The vibe is, y'all gotta go see a show. Okay, that's all <laughs> I can say. If you ain't seen a Frankie Parker show, I don't know what you're doing. You're missing out. There's some real Chicago talent, and, you know, like, when you talk about keeping music alive, like, you the type of people that make it worth it. You know, there's some people that's, that's out here just doing it and going through the motions, but, like, no, this is, like, somebody that really takes this shit seriously and that yes. crap. And it's entertainment from top to bottom. Like, it's never... I don't even want to go to the bathroom. I don't want to <laughs> go to the bar. Like, I'd be stuck. <laughs> For real. And it's fun, and it's it's a great release. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And I know how fortunate I am because I see trash bands all the time. And that's I'm not trying I'm to saying. be funny, but you be kind of like... Yeah, like, do y'all hear yourself? No, do y'all right. see yourself? Did you, did you want it that way? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what was going on in your mind before right. it came out? <laughs> what colors were you trying to paint? My color right now is black. <laughs> I know they say art is subjective, but baby, come on. Yeah, that's garden. Like, what is that, bro? Like, yo, it is real. It made me grateful. It is times where I've, I've had subs for some of them, and I'm like, I miss you. Right, right. I love you. Right, right. <laughs> come yeah. on. It happens. Some, you know, sometimes people just be having an off time. Where that's like, you got to leave that. That's that level of professionalism. You got to leave that at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, so oh, also with the Frank Park, do you feel like that's an alter ego? Or do you, are you, do you feel like you're, can I say your first name? Yeah. Tamika, for real, as Frankie Parker, or is that an extra identity? Like, it's like separate. Fier- fierce Beyonce. It's very type. separate. Okay. So, okay, there are similarities, but of course, but it's two different things. 
you know, I I am on both ends very vocal. You know that. Yeah. You know, you know that from a different space, but <laughs> but I, I'm very vocal and um I'm very expressive. Mm-hmm. Um in some cases I've been told I'm dramatic behind the wall. <laughs> And if y'all don't know her dad is behind the wall <laughs> and she keep throwing him little hints. Jazz, pow. He can't say nothing. He can't say nothing. She gonna get it in the car. <laughs> but you know, there there's that point of um expressiveness that I have no problem with. But like, you know, like the raunchy, you know, ratchet, you know, that I like, you know, I like that energy, mm-hmm. but I'm not you know, people would probably think I'm like this oversex person. Yeah. And I'm not that person, but on stage I put that energy out. Yeah. And I've had, you know, guys I've had to check because right. you know, they think that what I'm doing on stage is really what you are right. all the time or you're inviting right. something else. Yeah. Um, there's a um a freedom that I have and a confidence that I have on stage that I probably don't have personally. It's kind of like, you know, when you talk, when you like watch documentaries about stand up comedians and they're like always like a Robin Williams, for instance, mm. where you always have to be on point and you always have to be funny and everybody's expecting you to be the life of the party, but when the doors are closed, yeah, it's a different space. Oh, another thing, yeah. That is, that's, that's, that's not. I'm not depressed per se, but yeah, yeah. But when I I'm more serious, you know, in person than I think than I am on stage. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you and like sometimes like I know for me like I don't I don't consciously think of like an alter ego, but I did. Like I saw a little video and it came up on YouTube and it was like you know like they were like you people don't really have alter egos like that you know as far as like mainstream artists anymore. Like back in the day though, you had like Eminem, Slim Shady, Mark Marshall Mathers, right, and then. Uh, Beyonce, and Sasha, Sasha Fierce, Fierce. Yeah. Um, and like even like now you got Megan Thee Stallion with Tina Snow, but like I don't think she really distinguishes them enough for the, you know for you to realize <laughs> that they're two different people. But like the idea is good. But okay, Megan Thee Stallion too is a college graduate that studied geriatrics. Like who would ever think that that would be? Oh yeah, absolutely. She's multifaceted as yeah. fuck. She made the Forbes thirty under thirty, right? Yeah, and that's like the first black woman to, to do, do that. It. Right. Yeah. She made a lot of firsts for a black woman recently. I can't remember the other one. I know something to do with her nominations or something like that but yeah like it's yeah i don't i don't like the fact but that you people... would you think that she would study geriatric stuff oh yeah, yeah you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. okay computer tech marketing <laughs> business <laughs> right right but geriatric bro <laughs> and you opened up a senior citizen home. yeah she said she did that because her grandma like forced her she was like i know you want to do this rap stuff but also get your education and which so is word which is like what we supposed to do yeah you know, i always have a backup plan. absolutely uh yeah i definitely uh but yeah like i was asking so like do you um does that give you like that extra boost to like okay i can go out here and like really let out oh yeah 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 because it's some days i don't feel like it yeah and absolutely. you and you would never know it yeah you know it's well recently with my illness it's been way it's been days where i didn't have the energy yeah you know i just had an incident um a few months ago when i did bulls fest we were the first first uh bulls fest performers like we they had you know, weekend of performers, but this is the first installment of Bulls Fest. Uh-huh. So I really, really, really wanted to do it. I was really excited, yeah. right? I got sick the day before. I was in the emergency room literally up until like the hour that we had to be at United Center oh, to wow. perform. Like whole bath and in the in yeah. emergency room. I had ocean waves in my head and I had sweated out and it was oh. like I had to wash my hair. In. Yeah. And you know that already as a black woman. That right. You like, you to I a whole can't other believe mindset. I'm scrubbing my right. hair in the emergency room. Like right. freak out in my head, right? 
than to get on stage and nobody knew. Yeah. But the people that knew. You know what right. I mean? Like my right. family, you know, and the performers. Right. But you don't care. I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like I just snap into somebody else. Yeah. You know. You gotta have that switch. Mm-hmm. And you train yourself to um and so you were diagnosed with breast cancer when stage two T two her two breast cancer diagnosis was June 16, twenty one. So this was in the heart of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I, After having COVID twice. COVID twice. Oh my God. <laughs> when you got that diagnosis, like what was like one of the first things that you were like? The first thinking? thing I thought about was how am I gonna tell my family? Yeah. It wasn't like anything about me. It was yeah. more like, dang, we going through all these things. I just lost the day that I found out we were burying my great grandma. Oh wow. Like literally pulling out of burnt oak and they called me. They called me like coming out the gates. And then I had to sit at lunch with my family and act like nothing was going on because I refused to, you know, tell them in that moment. Right. You know what I mean? Especially dealing with her. And then before that, my grandmother passed, the twin, my twin. Classy. Girl, classy was the great grandmother. Okay, okay. That's that's when I, I know I heard you talk about classy. Yeah, but that's my G. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's my G. Yes. And she she was the um the great grandmother. Okay. Um, 91 years old. Okay. Um, but before that, my grandmother, my father's mother passed away okay. in 2020. Okay. 2020. 2020. Right, daddy? He said, you know, he said, yes. Okay. Thumbs up. Okay. I can't, like my memory is bad from the, I have this thing called chemo brain fog. So sometimes I, yeah. I be in and out my memory. Yeah. But so that had just happened. She had Alzheimer's. So my father was taking care of her. And then my grandmother got, my great-grandmother got sick. Oh, my goodness. And now he's taking care of her. Now I'm about to tell my family right. I'm sick. And mind you, there were a whole bunch of other deaths in between. Right. So, right. Um, yeah, I was, I was, I was messed up behind telling them, like, yo, I'm about to bring up some even worse news right. about me like you almost felt guilty i did yeah and so i gave it a few weeks and i finally told them he they had planned to go out of town or something and they came back i told them but i can't describe it because other than that, i knew that i would never have to really i i knew it wasn't the end i i never knew that i was i never felt that i was going to be facing death out of this right I like i always it. got that vibe from you though like you was just like i'm taking this on like let's um, just get this over with Jack. yeah be grateful I called it in stage two. Yeah. Be grateful that it's T2, HER2 positive because they actually have treatment for that. Whereas okay. black women who have triple negative breast cancer, uh-huh. that's that's something that they may have, chemo or something they may have to take for the rest of their lives. Right, right. I, I just got the, the port, the port removed. removed. That's like, come yes. on, <laughs> new boom booms next, in, next, yes, next year, August, yes. I'm going to have some big boobs again. And, um, you know, radiation's done. So, I've done everything I'm supposed to do, and I still kept this energy of like, I gotta live, I gotta work, I gotta create. So I was still working in the studio. Yeah. I went on vacations. Right. That's why I was like, it's like you almost didn't miss a beat. Like, no, I actually had more fun. And I, I tell people that all the time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, not saying the chemo wasn't hard, it was extremely hard some days. Some days I couldn't even climb the stairs, you know? Yeah. Like, it was just exhausting. But the things that I did to, preserve myself learning mm-hmm. how to stop and not work so hard and learning and st- chill with my family mm-hmm. take some time to spend with my son instead of picking up all these meaningless gigs that don't pay nothing and then <laughs> you know being you know still 
hustling and bustling because it just wasn't enough. Like, right, right. You know, I had to cut all that out, Jack. I yeah. had to be like, you know, this. I got to live. Right. So I just, I did it. I lived. Yeah. I did exactly what I wanted to do. I worked on some stuff in my home. I was rock climbing in the rainforest in Puerto Rico with one yeah. of my best friends. Yeah, I saw that. You yeah. know what I mean? I just did. Went to uh, Starved Rock and, and did some hiking. You know, just it just absorbed all that I could to keep the, the, the positivity up. Right, right. You know what I mean? And and just reflecting too. Like, why am I going through this? And that's what I was going to ask you. What do you feel like that was the, the biggest takeaway from that? Like, what do you think maybe God, because I always feel like God does everything in our lives for a reason, good or bad. What do you feel like? I think the, the element of family and like that quality time with family, that was important mm -hmm. to me. And I needed to stop to see that. I needed to smell the roses. Mm -hmm. Um, I also needed to see that if I can do this, I could do anything. Mm -hmm. And then there's this like no nonsense, no bullshit thing that I'm on this vibe right now. Mm -hmm. That's like keeping all the negativity mm -hmm. away. Like I was just in the car talking to my father about something. And I was like, look, I can't control them. I can only control me. Mm -hmm. And I, and I'm really like applying that to life now versus mm -hmm. just saying it and, and thinking it and not the cliche it. of it, you know, mm -hmm. cause it's taboo and cool to say, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like, no. I'm I'm done with that. Like yeah. I'm really doing exactly what I want to do. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, girl. <laughs> Cause yes, like I like I said, I was feeling it. I was like, she is coming through this like a soldier. And like I do feel like you are inspiring a lot of people. You definitely inspired me. I, you always have inspired me. Like even you know. That's why I'm so proud of you with you doing your music now. Thank That's you. It. I'm just so proud of you. For Thank that. you. Yeah, girl. You like I mean you know when we met like it was instantly like <laughs> right <laughs> I was like this is my twin like we just love everything like the same shit and the vibe and we can talk shit and mm -hmm. like make them faces at each other when right. bullshit was going on and the, the, right the non-verbal I'm like what in the hell would they even think to put us across the way from each other like that like did y'all think about that. It was it was definitely a formula for like just disaster yeah. and like nonsense right? and all of that, right? Because like right, we went through our thing where we kinda, you know, buddy heads is two strong women, which mm -hmm. happens to a lot of Absolutely. strong women. Um but yeah, I, I, I. But it was never love lost. I don't know if I ever said that. We to did. You. We had a talk. Okay. We talked it out, and we definitely like walked away. I think with a better understanding or respect of each other. But like that definitely took took us both to kind of be a, a bigger woman. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm glad we're filming this. Yes, yes, absolutely. So that other women can see that it's possible. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of the, like I was talking about this too uh, in that other episode where I was talking about like women in the industry, how like the triangulation and the, the beefs with a lot of women are usually a guy or some man involved in it, you know what I'm saying? Or some outside force. Outside force, that's, I'm gonna go there. Yeah, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? That's like putting them against each other and it, and or it's this insecurity thing where like, not saying that was our situation because I like ultimately always, it hurt me like when we was going through that, like it really fucking yeah, hurt me. me too. Because like, I like I love this woman. Me too. Like, I <laughs> and I can't believe this is fucking happening <laughs> so like I was so glad when it was over and it's like but I do feel like I met a um lady she was doing my hair for a while uh shout out Nina Christmas and she said this and it's never like left me um that you feel envy for women some women will feel envy for another woman because it's like but you should instead of that envy that should be a trigger for you to go and analyze what is it about this person that I actually admire or that I'm you know 
wanting in my life that they that they possibly could add to my life or teach me like that should be your lesson that you shouldn't distance yourself from this woman or create a a, a, a friction between y'all but instead should embrace her and go okay well what can i learn or what how can she rub off on me in a good way so i'm I, like i that was always like in the back of my mind subconsciously like i still want to learn and love this woman because i feel like she definitely came into my life for a reason like it was just instantly like this is god you know what i mean because like we like I said, we just hit it off so well at the beginning, and like, and we still together, and we still together. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right, but yeah, I just wish that for so many women, like, cause we get man, if we became like united in our um, front. I just had this conversation. It's over. I ain't gonna lie. I almost wrecked this one girl recently. I was like, if I had like 30, 40 more percent of my energy that night, bro. Hey, let me charge back up. I was like, ooh, if I could just plug myself into a power source, I would take this fist and bang you. I guess that was God protecting me because I would have been locked up. But, you know, I, I run into that a lot. You yeah. know, it's some it's some girls on the scene, it's it's some women on the scene, band leaders, and I say this like female band leaders, like my girl Miss Michelle um by Music Live. Oh, That's yeah. my G. I love okay. her too. Ain't nothing she could do wrong to me. They I don't care what they say about you, Miss Seal. You my G. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? But um, I bring that up to say that, you know, we get attacked by a lot of women because we get the work. And mm. and some people may not feel you deserve the work. Mm. And you really have you really do deserve it because right. you're working you like a dog. With me right. You don't know, bro. Right? <laughs> right. All them threes. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, like so, like I run into that a lot, and it's and I've said the same thing. Like, you know, what is it about me? What can I do to help you get? I even went that far. Like, yeah, I'm willing to have a conversation with you. Yeah, to see what is it that you feel that I have that you're missing. Mm. And and I want the same for me. When I feel that way, I want to be able to tap into a soul and say, yo, right. like, right. tell me what I'm doing wrong. Right. And I've done that. Yeah. You know, more with the guys than the girls. Yeah. But I think that's important that we not just check each other, but love on each other in that. You know, you can mm -hmm. you can encourage and support. It may be a little tough, maybe a little brash. You might have to go through a couple little things. But mm -hmm. if, the, if the foundation of everything is love, then... It'll, it'll work right out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate that now it's like since social media era and all of this, you know, with the pandemic, everybody's so divisive and divided and like, Selfish. you can't, yeah. And like, you can't disagree with nobody without it being like World War Three. Bro, like, I'm sick of the cancel, cancel culture. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sick of that. That's, 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 I feel like that's all like the government doing for real. Like, you know what I mean? Like they really took that shit and just took it way too far on purpose. I think they saw that we were using it as a tool in the, in this in certain elements socially. Mm -hmm. They, you know, pushed that agenda. But I mean, that's nothing different from anything else, right? Absolutely. And at the end of the day, we always got the powers, always the powers with the people. But we the just question not is, aware. do we know that? Exactly. There you go. We never we know, don't know that. that we have all of the power. Like, we could turn all of this around right now mm -hmm. if we all just decided to stop falling for the bullshit and mm -hmm. the distractions. But... Oh, that's a whole nother rant. That's the, I was about to take the gun and go like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. So I said I was going to do a little, uh, let me see. Let me do this real quick. So what's your favorite top five artists? My favorite top five. Are, oh, how much time? G. Oh, uh, probably another 
bring you another like seven minutes. Okay, cool. We can wrap this up pretty soon, but let's do this real quick. So, top five artists mm, of all time. Why would you do this to me? Five in seven minutes or okay. less. <laughs> That's literally like thirty seconds. Okay. All right. Off the top of my head, who influenced me? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna start with influence. Okay. Erica Badu. Okay. Um. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah, we've been talking about them. Before. I just saw them in August. Oh, uh, I've never seen them. That was so cool. Um, um, I love Kendrick. Okay. Um, I'm putting him up there because he's fresh. Okay. Um, um, Whole Train. Okay. Because he teaches spirit in the mm-hmm. music. And or I'm at three. Pharrell Williams. Okay. It's one of my favorite producers of all time. Nice. And um, man, where do I want it? Marvin Gaye. That's that's some good shit right there. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. That's a nice little mix, and you definitely work all of that vibe into your performances. So, oh, that's good. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and then I'm gonna steal this question from I told you about that R&B Money podcast. Right, 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 Tank, right. But I love this question. Um, so if you had to build your ideal artist, what would, so the five parts of it would be the style or look or visuals. Secondly, passion or heart, three vocals, four, their songwriting and five performance. So like start with how would they look? Performance. Okay. You want to start with performance? Go ahead. Who would be your ideal artist? No. Okay. So this is what I'm asking. If you could build your ideal artist, who would be the artist that you would take their look? Oh, gotcha. Boom. Okay. All right, first one you said style, fashion. Uh-huh. Um, who do I like? If I had the body like her, it's probably Rihanna. She, she that fashion would be hitting. I just, I think she, like, she toasts the perfect line of, like, sex appeal, thug life with, like, a touch of class. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's, you could see, like, the streetwear, but then it's Tiana Taylor. Yeah, they the same guy, and they had a little beef too. But we we yeah. just um, <laughs> all right. So then, like the passion or the heart of the artist, passion of the heart of the artist. Um, I probably have to go with like a Marvin Gaye. Okay, the to the point where it his artistry began to emulate real life for him mm. in negative ways in some mm-hmm. cases, but. The fact that he was able to dive in so deeply and whatever he brought up was like absolutely authentic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I can see that. Um, and then vocals. Hmm. Who do I love to hear? Honestly, and this is somebody local. If I wish I had the vocals of Megan McNeil. And I just saw your performance uh at Culture mm-hmm. thing with Yeah. I, like, I love dope. when I think I have the biggest vocal crush on her. I yeah. think she has the most beautiful voice. Yeah. Um I just I don't know. I when I see her and she's at the club and we and she's about to perform, I shut the whole club down like everybody shut up. <laughs> I, I have stood on couches like this is really happening. <laughs> ah, yes. Like everybody shut up. We're at school. <laughs> I know that's right. Yes. Um, their songwriting, songwriting, Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Nice. Like what else needs to be said? You know, if you know, you know. Right. And their performance, like a performer. Um, okay, this is a toss-up. Okay, what do you mean? Like, dancing or, like, just all-around performing? Um, it could be either one. It's between these two. Mm-hmm. An Usher mm-hmm. and an Erica Badu. Because Erica has this energy where she can, like, make anything happen, like, on stage. I watched her make it rain. 
Okay, this is a true story. It started raining. Like we we were at uh at at Grant Park, and she was there for the taste. Me and my sister. This is a true story. Uh-huh. This is when uh, Worldwide Underground had just come out. So she was introducing the new album. So she started with "Woo." They do, and she's like, "We gonna make it rain, y'all." The sky was clear and and like no, not a cloud in the sky. And it started raining, and me and my wow. sister looked at each other and was like, you know? <laughs> "Wow, I'm scared, right?" <laughs> she a sorceress. So. Yeah. <laughs> she said she's a witch. So. I, yeah, I'm but, <laughs> but yeah, that would be the two. And Usher's so smooth with his dancing; like he's always been my favorite, one of my favorites. Oh yeah, him and Chris Brown. Like yeah. I think they're like the best. Our of our generation. Oh, yeah. Dancing. And yeah. I'm really mad that we got robbed with his tribute to Michael Jackson. Oh, that's a whole... They got to do that somewhere. I know we ain't got time to get into that. But, um... Because, you know, they got a whole bunch of white folks that should have been not have been on that stage you know it, the dirt that they've done. You know, real... Like, not saying that that's not real, but, like, some that hurts more than one person that's, like, unforgivable type stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, we Rihanna are. moved on, but we still gonna right. hold this resentment. Like, yeah. okay, good job, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, any last words before we wrap this up? No. I you wanna promote something? Uh, I guess see you too. Yeah. And they, uh, <laughs> I just looked at my phone like, I know these girls. I'm actually doing an all-women show. Hey. April 16th, we started the talks of it at Promontory. Okay. April 16th. Um, her story Get Out of My Diary. That's the name. Mm-hmm. So we'll be doing original music. It'll be myself, Liz Tucson, um, Cinnamon. I call it Cinnamon and then Cinnamon. And uh, and um, Honey Water. Miss Honey Water uh, Marquita. Okay. And we're, we decide to do this together. So we're in plans of doing that now. And then I'll be releasing my project, Breathe, Frankie Parker. Okay. Um, I'm doing a whole release. So it'll be around the same time. Second quarter. Okay. Yeah. Late second quarter, though. Okay. This is going to be like April. I think I'm going to release it like June, July. Okay. Um, And yeah, that's pretty much it. My residency at the basement. You know, you're there on New Year's Eve. Okay, and mm-hmm. then usually how often is like every fourth Saturday. Every fourth Saturday at the basement, mm-hmm. three fifty three West Hubbard Street. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I saw you at the culture. That's not regular. That's no, just, okay. I, I never done it. I only done that once. Okay, got gotcha. you. Yeah, but I, I, I hate to say this, but I've worn a lot of South I know, I know, I, I know. You know, it's just <laughs> long story, guys. <laughs> Well, this is it. Um, I thank you so much for spending your time with me. And yes, I love you. Yes, I love you too. Um, so y'all make sure y'all check her out. I'm gonna leave her links in my um description. And uh, y'all have a good one. Stay blessed and you know keep the the nonsense at bay. Have a good one. <laughs> that was good. Yay.